You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning, church. Today, uh, I am so grateful to be here uh, with the Metro region of the LA church. Uh, love so many people here. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Robert, for our friendship for over the years. Uh, thank you so much for the elders, and uh, thank you uh, so much for the staff. And lastly, thank you for the church for allowing me to be here and uh, to be able to speak to my brothers and sisters. Uh, ultimately, I want to thank uh, my, my Father in Heaven, God. Thank you uh, so much, Father, that you, uh, you have allowed me to live 53 uh, years and to uh, to move out here to L.A. in the last year or so. And uh, thank you so much for all the blessings you've given me. I want to start out this morning with the prayer and in uh, kind of introducing you to my family and uh, letting you know a little bit about me. And then we'll dive right into the message today. Um, you know, I uh, am so grateful uh, for my incredible family uh, that you know, I'll share about my, my four girls in just a minute. Let us go to God in the word of prayer uh, as we, uh, we, we talk about his word and we talk about his church. Father, we are so grateful uh, that you allow us to uh, be a part of your kingdom. Uh, we're so grateful, God, that you've uh, showered us with your love. Father, we're so grateful that you want us to walk by faith. Uh, to live by faith, to have a strong faith. And God, I pray that your spirit will uh, really lead and guide my words and my thoughts today, God, that I can elevate and really inspire your 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 church. I pray that our hearts are open and that your spirit will infuse us and uh, get us moving in the direction and the way you want us to move, Father. Thank you so much. Uh, for who you are. Please be with us today uh, as we uh, fellowship with each other and fellowship with you. Father, thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, this is my family. Uh, you see my three daughters and my wife. My wife is in the blue dress. As you can see, uh, many people probably think she is one of my daughters because she looks so young. And uh, you see my boy there, Arby. That's my dog. That's my only boy. And so since I couldn't make a boy, I had to go and buy one. So anyway, uh, uh, that's my family. Uh, my wife is Theresa Kirkpatrick. Uh, and you guys will probably hear, have a chance to hear from her. But then we have three daughters, London, Sydney, and Asia. And uh, as you can tell by the names, we like to travel. Uh, and that's my beautiful family. God has blessed me tremendously. I look at this family and I'm blown away because I know had it not been for God, I wouldn't have a family like this. Uh, I, I grew up, I'm the youngest of 11 siblings uh, in a place called Fort Mill, South Carolina. And uh, in that course, I went to the college in North Carolina, moved to Atlanta, Georgia uh, after graduating college and uh, later on became a disciple of Jesus when I was 28 years old. And uh, and every day I thank God because of that decision. And I think because of that decision, I also have the privilege of having a family like this. And so many friends that, you know, I just, I can't really count uh, all around the world. And all of that is because 
of me making the decision to 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 allow Jesus to be Lord of my life. And I'm so grateful that God has allowed me, God, uh, God has allowed me to really enjoy uh, uh, being a part of his kingdom. And I'm very eternally grateful uh, to father, to my father for that. Uh, so, but that's my family. That's a little bit about, about me. Uh, you know, we'll, hopefully we can, you know, uh, my wife and I can talk more and uh, here in LA and you guys can hear more about who we are and uh, where we come from. Today's lesson is, um, but my strong one will live by faith. But my strong one will live by faith. And we're going to dive right into it. Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to start in uh, verse uh, 32 here. As you read with me, it says, Remember those early days after you had received the light, when you stood your ground in the great contest in the face of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. And at other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourself had a better and lasting possession. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done uh, the will of God, you will receive what had been promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will not, uh, I'm sorry, will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. My righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Now, faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, And without faith, it is impossible. It is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. It is incredible to think about what's going on here. You know, in Hebrews chapter 10, it says, remember in those days. And I, I just think about, you know, when, be, right before I became a disciple, the, the, you know, just the crazy life that I lived. And I remember converting to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. And I remember how my, my heart was soft and I thought about how, you know, how people were mistreated and I wanted to stick up for people. I wanted to speak up for people, you know, and so in those early days, you know, when we, when I received the light, I remember how fired up I was and you probably remember the same thing. You just think about when you were converted, how fired up you were, uh, to follow Jesus, how fired up you were to do what was right. And, and the reason why we were fired up is because we realized that we had a longing and a better possession. You know, uh, uh, that we had heaven in our, in our scope. 
that we had the kingdom of God. We had friends. We had a family that really cared for us and we cared for them. It's good to remember those times. It says here that my righteous one will live by faith. And I wanted to talk about today strong faith. Strong faith. You know, my righteous one will live by faith. And I want today for us to think about, you know, but my strong ones will live by faith as well. And I, when I think about strong, I don't simply think about physical strength. I'm thinking about a, a spiritual conviction. I'm thinking about a faith that really sets us apart from the religious world, from the world itself. I'm talking about strong faith. You know, the scriptures here says, if you shrink back, I will not be pleased with you. But then the Hebrew writer goes on to say, but we are not those who shrink back, but we are those who keep going. We are those who walk by faith. We are those who don't give in. We are those who fight and keep moving. And I don't know about you, but that passage fires me up. And it sets up you know, Hebrews 11, which is the Faith Hall of Fame. This passage really sets up, gives the backdrop to what is said in Hebrews chapter 11, starting in verse 1. And we're going to dive right, in, right back into that passage there. And it says here, now faith is being sure of what you hope for. Being sure of what you hope for and searching of what you do not see. And it says, this is what the ancients were commended for. And so I love that, that, you know, that explanation uh, or that definition of faith, being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. And we're going to have a chance to kind of dive into that this, you know, this morning, uh, dive into what is, what is the scripture talking about having a strong faith? And that's my first point, strong faith. When we think about strong faith, uh, it, it it means assurance. And the Greek word for assurance is hypostasis. And it, it means to be uh, um, confident or to be sure or assurance or a guarantee or a foundation. And this word, this Greek word, is it is amazing because when you think about it, it, it thinks about it, it gives you the picture of, of a building uh, that's standing on a strong foundation. The word actually means to stand under. Hypostasy means to stand under. And so if you think about standing under, you think about man, you want to build a strong foundation so it can support. The building. So as I picture this, you know, I picture laying a foundation that's going to be solid enough to withstand a strong building. You don't want to, to lay a weak foundation that will cause your building, your spiritual building to collapse. And you look at this, this uh, picture here and it gives you a mind that somebody built this wrong. The foundation was not strong enough to 
to uh, to to withstand or hold this building in its place. You need a foundation like this particular picture. You need a foundation like this particular picture. You know, when I think about, uh, you know, uh, this foundation, I think about, you know, without faith, without true biblical faith, we cannot live a life that's going to be pleasing to God. It says, if you're going to please God, you got to walk by faith. And what is faith? And I think faith has three aspects. There are three aspects that make up true biblical faith. And the first aspect is a knowledge base, meaning that you have to understand what you should have faith in. That's why it's so important for us to know our Bible. It is so important for us to know our Bible. The, the, third, the second aspect of faith is what they call assent. Assent means that the, your emotions have to be a part of your knowledge. So, so once you know the Bible, once you learn the scriptures uh, intellectually, now you know now your emotions and then you feel it. You feel the scriptures. All right. And then the third aspect is what they call trust. And trust is making a choice to commit. And so those three aspects, without those three aspects, if you don't have all three of those aspects, you cannot have biblical faith. And so, so just, so intellect or knowledge of, you know, by itself is not enough. Or even having passion and emotion with that knowledge is not enough. You gotta have commitment with it. Or you can just have commitment to something but not have the knowledge. You won't have true faith. And so when I think about having true faith, it brings about joy. But it also brings to me just, you know, a, a chance to really look into myself to say, hey, am I really following God by by truly having the faith that he's calling me to have? Am I committed to learning my scriptures? Am I committed to, you know, not only having a head knowledge about it, but also having an emotional emotional response that I love uh, the Bible. I love learning. I love uh, applying it to my life. And then lastly, you know, lastly, being committed to that and not allowing things to, you know, to, to, dissuade me or uh, uh, get me off track or, or tempt me to want to give up. Faith is making that choice, making that decision to stay the course. So those three aspects of faith, they are important. Without them, you cannot have biblical faith. You cannot have biblical faith. And so the takeaway for, for point number one is simply the mind understands the emotions are drawn and, and, and the will makes the choice. All right. The mind understand the emotions are drawn and the will makes the choice. Those three components must be there. This week, I will ask you to think about these three aspects of faith. 
and examine yourself in light of them. To think about these three aspects of faith and examine yourself in light of them. To see if you're growing in your knowledge. To see if, if, that your heart is, is really uh, uh, you know, captured emotionally by uh, the knowledge and by uh, the commitment. And then you're making the, the decision that, that your will will be like flint. That you will be committed. You know the scripture goes on in verse 8 of Hebrews chapter 11. It says, By faith Abraham when called to go to a place he would later receive as an inheritance obeyed and went. Even though he did not know where he was going. It says in verse 17 of Hebrews 11, By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. And even though God had said to him, It is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. And so when I, when I think about the, uh, what we talked about earlier, uh, earlier about, uh, you know, uh, faith, true faith is not only the knowledge, but also the emotion and the commitment. The picture that I think about is Abraham, a man that God told him to go. And he just packed up. He just went. He just followed God. He did whatever God told him to do, he did it. Now, I want you to think about what Abraham, Abraham was not a man, uh, you know, that, that truly knew God at the time. He, his father was Terah, who was a pagan. And, you know, Abraham, when God called him, he responded in flat out obedience flat out obedience. It says, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, he went, even though he did not know where he was going. My second point is simply walk in faith. When you walk in faith, something amazing happened. And so I think about Abraham and I'm absolutely blown away. It says that God told him to go, and he just packed up, and he went. And I'm challenged by that because I want to be like Abraham. I want to be like Abraham. You know, it's like uh, I remember uh, when, when we got the call to come to California, you know, and it was an interesting uh, situation. Uh, you know, a friend of mine, Sergio, and I was having a conversation. He was asking me a little bit about the squad and how to get a squad going and things like that. And then all of a sudden he asked me, hey, are you looking uh, to move? And I was like, no, I wasn't. But, uh, you know, that now that you said, well, let's see what God is doing. And, but when God was trying to get me to move to California, man, I went to the Internet to try to see, you know, wh where would I be moving? How should I move? Am I ready to do this? Am I... And so, and, and so I think about what Abraham did compared to what I did. And I was like, man, I got a ways to go. Even though I made the decision or we made the decision to move out here. 
I wish I could have that simple, obedient faith that Abraham walked in. God told him to go, and he went. And I want to be just like this. See, I want to do it God's way, not my way. I want to do it God's way, not my way. And when I think about doing it God's way, the thing that comes to my mind is, you know, when you do it God's way, when you do it God's way, you don't have to worry about where God is going to lead you. See, the bottom line, like I was saying, Abraham uh, followed God instead of following his father in his father's footsteps who didn't follow God. In fact, he went the opposite way of following God. But Abraham decided to leave his family, uh, leave his, the things he knew, uh, the, the things he was comfortable with. He decided to leave that to follow God. And I think about, I call it the great separation. To separate your, yourself from the world or what's normal for you and go a way that is strange in order to follow God. And you know, uh, you and I both have done this. The great separation. We left our families. We left our way of life. Our old way of life. We left uh, the sinful way of life to follow God. He gave, he gave us a new family. He gave us a pure heart. In uh, a way to, to lead a life that brings glory to him. The great separation. And so when I think about this, it brings me to the picture of Abraham. And how Abraham uh, trusted God so much when God came to him and, and he told him to go sacrifice his son. Here Abraham is, is wanting a son, but can't have a son. Uh, and so, you know, of course, he, he ended up having a son with, with his concubine. But uh, God had promised him, hey, I'm going to give you a son that will be your offspring. And God trusted that. I mean, Abraham trusted that. And so he, got, but, but, but once he had a son, Isaac, God told him to go and sacrifice his one and only son. And I just want, I, I just think about that incredible story. Uh, Abraham and Isaac is walking. And they're walking. And Abraham has these troubles and thoughts, and but he's walking, he's leading his son. And he's walking with his son, he sees this mountain a long way off, and he walks up the mountain. And I can imagine his son is asking him, hey dad, you know, I, I know we've had this trek before, but God, but, but dad, we, I see the wood, but there's one thing that's missing. Dad, I don't see the sacrifice. Where's the sacrifice, Dad? And, and I can see and picture Abraham telling his son, don't worry about the sacrifice. God will provide the sacrifice. And as they're walking, and, and, and Abraham has these, these things that are going on in his mind and in his heart, and uh, he, but he knows that he's, he, he can trust God and he's taking his son and he's, he, you know, he's going to sacrifice his son. So he, he's walking up the mountain and he gets there 
and he ties the sun down. He ties his sun down. And his son is trusting in him. And I'm sure his son is thinking, what is going on? What is happening? But, but Abraham had reckoned that even if he takes his son's life, that God has the power to raise him from the dead, even though there was no experience of a resurrection. He had reckoned that God had the power to do it. And as God, how majestic he is, sees this man of faith. He is, Abraham is walking up one side of the mountain and God has the provision walking up the other side of a mountain. And Abraham can't see the provision, but he knows who God is. And when he gets there and uh, he's getting ready to slay his son, God peels back the heavens and says, hold on, wait. Don't slay your son. Look, there's a ram in a thicket. I see that you passed the test. And he gets the ram out of the thicket. And he slays this, this, the ram instead of slaying his son. And God sees a man that has strong faith. My strong one will live by faith. God sees the strong man. The strong, my strong one will live by faith. And I want us to think about this. When we are traveling and we're going through difficulties and you think that you have a difficult child or you're going through hard times financially or your, your, your job is on the line or things are not happening the way you want them to or the way you need them to, then know this, that God knows exactly what you're going through. And as you're walking, he's going to let you know he got you. And when you, when you're walking up one side of the mountain, God is bringing the provision up the other side of the mountain for you to let you know that one, he has you in mind and he got you. God, he has you. He got you. He has me. As I think about this, there's not been one time where God has let me down. Not one time where God has let me down. At times where I least, or when I think I can't make it, or I think, you know, I won't be able to get through, God comes through every time. Every time. There's a ram in the thicket. God provides. When I'm going up the mountain, and I'm struggling, and I'm, and I'm suffering, and and I'm, you know, uh, kind of bewildered. I just got to have faith. Strong faith. Because he's not let me down before. He won't let me down now. The provision is on his way up the other side of the mountain. You know, the takeaway. is important that we think about this. And we share with somebody this week about a situation where God had provided for you 
in the past. Similar to Abraham, where you know there's a difficult situation and you think, how am I going to pull through? And then all of a sudden, God provides the ram that was in the thicket. Share that story or share a story with someone this week. So it's good to be able to remember that God got us. He won't let us down. He has us. He has us. It's so important. So important. To remember. To remember that God provides and that our faith is foundational. It is foundational when we Continue to focus on learning about God through his word. And then our emotions uh, are involved in that learning. And that we consistently make a decision to choose God. To be committed to God. If we live this way, we will be people who are strong and walk in faith. It is awesome to be with my brothers and sisters and I pray you've been encouraged. I pray that you remember that we have to walk by faith, not by sight. To God be the glory. Amen. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com 